0: Well, good morning, everybody. Whether it's muggy outside or cold outside and dreary or whatever it happens to be, does your joy inside of you go by the weather? Or does the joy inside of you, is it from God? Is it from Christ? Is it from the Holy Spirit that you're led by? Today I'm going to speak about those steps on how to find that. I didn't knowingly do those steps by following Romans 6, which is what I'm going to cover today. I did it knowingly by just obeying and then Romans 6 was revealed to me in a Bible class. And I'm like, I did those steps. Yeah, I did those steps. That's where that joy comes from. So do you have that inner joy that has given us the gift, a free gift called grace, that God-given gift, that free one? Or do we struggle with the law, struggle with others, struggle with ourselves, with the sin that's in us, the sin that we walk in day in, day out, our brokenness? I'm going to share in Romans 6 those steps. And it's it's actually a lot of fun. Romans 6, 1 through 4, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us, as were baptized in Christ Jesus, were baptized in his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. What does that even mean? I know we shouldn't walk in sin. But what is the explanation? We live by grace and it abounds. What does that really mean? I've tried that myself for 30 plus years to do what I thought was good and would focus on the problem or a sin and try my best to get better at not doing it and become a better person. It would work for a while, or at least I thought it did, until I was told or came to the realization that it didn't really work like I thought it did, if at all. Sometimes I was even worse off than what I had started. So what was missing? I have always thought that if I try to do good and work towards bettering myself, I would become closer to God. I didn't know of this resurrection power that was within me. The Holy Spirit, Christ, has always been there as soon as he called me and I accepted him as the Lord and Savior of my life. But I needed to surrender. This part I didn't really understand yet. He gave that to me a couple years ago. Yet, I knew it, but I didn't do it. So the first step I think we all know today is that Christ is your power, our source, our reason for living. But what about the bad day? What about my broken days? Those weren't joy-filled. So let's break these verses down a little to better understand them. Let's actually understand them and gain some knowledge from the Bible. We were baptized in his death. Okay, so we die to self daily. Next, we were buried with him through the baptism. Okay, following me so far, we died, we're buried. So... We died with Christ. We need to be buried with Christ. Our sinful nature, bury it. Let it go. Bury it. And then we were raised with him also. We are new, brand new. So dead man, he's not only he's no longer walking. He's dead. He's in the grave. He's gone. Finished. We have a new man inside of us. So we walk in this newness of life that he has given us. What does that mean? We have to not only embrace Christ in us, the Holy Spirit, but die every day. Die to our sinful nature and have Christ fill that dead body with his work. Our project, our task for the day. That is what we have been called to do daily. That is where the Great Commission comes in. Anyway, a little off track. The secret to all of that, I didn't fully understand, and I feel that some of us struggle with sometimes, is the fact that we have been attempting to imitate Christ with our own energy. This is the part that doesn't work. We need to know, accept, yield, and then obey to understand even a little of that joy that he has in us. We tend to jump from knowing that he died. We're buried and raised again and jump to the obey part with our own strength. This doesn't work. Trust me, I've tried. The difference is the middle steps that we'll touch on today. This is the joy that we should all have to call ourselves Christians. We are dead with Christ, buried with Christ, and raised with Christ. Therefore, we are dead to sin, raised to walk in a new life and crucified to our old nature, freed from our sinful nature and filled with the resurrected life of Christ in us. Romans 6, 5 says, For if we have been united in the likeness of death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Okay, so I have asked Jesus into my heart. Check. I know that. Now what? Romans 6, 6 through 10. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin, for he who has died has been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. So we should not be servants of sin to the dead man because we are no longer slaves to it. The old man is dead, leave him there. Our bodies can be controlled by sin or by God, but our sinful nature gives sin a foothold in our life which is not changed at conversion, baptism of the Holy Spirit, acceptance of Christ. Paul expressed that in Romans 7, 18. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good, I do not find. So what does that mean? Okay, I have this fleshly body. I'm trying to Walk in Christ, but I still have this body that I have to deal with. How do I do that on my own? You can't. James 1.17, that's where the good, good father comes in. Every good gift and every beautiful gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation of shadow of turning. So, that part is for a different day. And feel free to see us afterwards as far as the elders and me, and we can walk you through that part. So, now I have a choice. I know this. Step one I know that Christ is my Lord and Savior. I know that. I have a choice to live in sin or live in Christ, but I still struggle with sin. Why do I find joy? Why did I not find joy right away when I accepted Christ so many years ago? Because I skipped step two and three. Reckon, Romans 6, 11. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. We must accept as fact not, yeah, maybe, kinda, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, okay, sure. Count as truth and believe in our hearts. Not just think about it, believe in our hearts and believe that it's the reality. The death, the burial, and resurrection in Christ is in us. By not allowing sin to reign in our bodies, we died to sin, another gift from Christ. Let's live it. When we do this, we can do steps three and four, where we find the joy. Whatever the sin is dead, unless we decide to yield to it. Do we focus on that sin, or do we focus on our deliverer, the one that takes care of the problems? Are we more focused on our sins and trying to get rid of them, or are we more focused on Christ? one that gave us the Holy Spirit that's inside of us. He's in control of all of it. Are we focused on that for him to take care of our problems, for him to take care of our worries, to him to take care of our doubts, for him to take care of our nervousness, or do we focus on those sins? I focused on those sins and tried to get rid of them. It don't work. It works for a little while or maybe for a little while, at least you think it does but it doesn't work. Step 3, yield. Romans 6:12 through 14. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey its lusts, and do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall have no Shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. So we go back to Romans 6 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? So I have a choice. I can live in grace by listening to the Holy Spirit in me. I can try to do it myself, which epically fails regularly, or I can yield to Christ and I can do it with him gracefully. So we should stop yielding to the sins of this world because we have no dominion Over us, we need to start yielding to Christ. Here is one of the keys. We need to yield. Instead of yielding to sin, we yield to Christ. What He wants to do today in me, in my life, in the world that I touch, the sphere of influence, do we wake up every day and say, Lord, what do you want me to do today? Or do I get up every morning saying, okay, this is what I need to do today? Fill it with what you need to, Lord. Am I following what He says? Following what He wants me to do? Or am I just adding Him in to the failed works that I have? Is it going to be a blessing, a trial to learn from, or sadness that I can overcome with only Christ? There is a sadness and a joy in my life right now, and there is no way, humanly possible, that I could get through it without Christ. My grandma is terminal, and that woman is one of my rocks. Christ is my foundation. And that's where she gets her foundation from. I know where she's going. I get that. There's still sadness there. I get that. The good Lord will keep her here until her work is done, until his work is done through her. I've seen that for 80-plus years. I see that joy in her now that I'm filled with that joy. And like I said, I know where she's going, and I find peace in that. I find joy in that. But I'm still going to miss her. But she's still here. So why have sadness now? Why not have joy now? Christ gave that to us. He fills us with it. As long as we listen, yield, And obey to it. Be resurrected in that life that he gives us. Understand that all of it is something to learn from. All of it brings us closer to him and the relationship that we can have in Christ. So I got sadness. I need to learn from that. Okay, what do I need to learn? I don't know. I'll let you know when it's all done. But everything that I have found so far in my short 30-year life is that there's always teachable moments. Every single one of them, if we're listening to them. And those trials are actually hard and sometimes difficult. But when we come out of them, we learn something. And we're listening to Christ is when we truly learn from them and they build us up and they strengthen us and there is no way I could live this life in a straight path. I I don't operate that way. So he takes me through these valleys, he takes me through these things and I grow in them. As long as I yield, I still find joy if I don't yield to what Christ has for me, is when the joy starts to dissipate. We have a choice of surrendering to sin or surrendering to Christ. We have a choice of letting Christ grow in us daily or letting unrighteousness grow in us. The foothold is always there with our sinful nature, which is why we let Christ do the heavy lifting instead of trying to do it alone because we can't. Trust me, I've tried. But when I started yielding to Christ, the Holy Spirit, things start to change. I told you this is when it gets fun. I stop trying to be good. I start listening to Christ and following what he wanted me to do. The sin started to fall away. It started to die because I wasn't focused on it. Whether it was my relationship and my marriage whether it was finances, whether it was work, whether it was anything. If I would focus on it, I would think I could solve the problem. What I have found over the last couple of years, when you quit focusing on the problems and pray and give them to God is when they start to disappear. They start to change. How? God. I have no other explanation, none, whatsoever. One that, was str- one that was hard for me was actually finances my entire life. And as soon as I gave it to God, the struggles went away, all of them. I still do my finances. I still do a budget. I still take care of all of that stuff for my household. But when I quit focusing on them, and I focused on God, give me the finances, provide me with what I need. That's all I ask. And he took care of it. And bountifully, with blessings. And it's not that I make more now than I ever have It's that I'm provided with what I need. I was yielding to Christ instead of the problems. So step three is yielding. So instead of yielding to sin or yielding to earthly problems, we yield to the problem solver. Okay, I can do that, I think, maybe. Why can't I do that? I've been yielding to sin my entire life. All I need to do is change my focus. Yielding to sin, yielding to the world, yield to Christ, okay? Yield to Christ. What do you need me to do today? Next step, step four. Before we hop to step four, let's do the song uh, video, Resurrection Power. This is the power that if you have accepted Christ, is inside of you. That power is an almighty power, an ever-changing power, the power that controls it all. I've heard this song before. Um, (laughs) This week it means more to me than I think it has before because I did the work for the sermon and the... the studying and preparing for this part. Um, You guys ready? Go ahead.
1: You called me from the grave by name. You called me out of all my shame. I see the old is passed away. The new- Go!
0: resurrection power that Chris Tomlin talks about in that song if you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior is in you, you can tap into that resurrection power each and every single day you yield to the Holy Spirit you obey what he says for you to do whether it's go to talk to somebody about Christ whether it's to not worry about your finances, whether it's to not worry about coming up here to speak, whether it's what you're supposed to do today. You yield to that small little voice that as you walk closer, it actually gets louder. You can test those things. And if it's in the Bible and if it tells you that, yep, this is right, this is, this is correct. You're listening to the right voice. It is so much easier when you listen to that voice. The obey part, step number four, the one I skipped to earlier in my life, in the old man. This is the last step that we need to do with Christ instead of by ourselves that at some point in our lives have tried to do on our own, there's times we try to do it still. We try to do the obey part on our own. It doesn't work. Whether we were born into it or do it ourselves, we have that sinful nature. So we need to obey in Christ, understand steps one, two, and three before we do step four. He has given us the power to, all of, to do all of this. Why don't we use it and the joy that comes with it? We have the choice to willingly yield to sin or yield to Christ in us. The gift of grace was given to us. Let's make this choice. Both have their end result. If you choose to live the life of Christ, life in Christ, we have eternal life. Free gift. That's an absolute free gift. Christ paid for it. He died on the cross for it, for us. He gives it to us freely. Why not show him a little gratitude and relish in the joy that he provides in us by letting him do the heavy lifting. Or should I say, all of the lifting? He takes care of the whole kitten caboodle when we yield and obey. Okay, yield and obey. I've been yielding to sin my entire life. What if I yield to Christ? What does that change? It changes the joy in your heart. It changes a lot of things around you. <laughs> Romans 6.16. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to, obey? You are the one slaves whom you obey. Whether of sin leading to death or of obedience living to death, Leading to righteousness. But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered, and having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. We have a choice to yield to ourselves to sin or to righteousness. Okay, so in there it says, Slaves. That has bugged me. Since the day I accepted Christ, I am not a slave. I am not a slave to anything. You can't make me be a slave. Paul actually used that word for us to better understand Romans. If we are not living in Christ as a slave to Christ, we are a slave to sin. We are broken. We are unworthy, and we can do no good when we are using the resurrection power in us, the Holy Spirit in us, is when things change. We let that broken, sinful man become a slave to Christ, and that gives us newness in life. It gives us the resurrection power, it gives us new life. We're able to drop and let fall away any and all sins that we have in our life. We don't do it by our own power. We focus on the Creator. And He takes care of it. He changes you, He changes how you think of things, He changes how you serve others, He changes how you think. changes how you walk. He fills you with unspeakable joy. He gives you coincidences that you see and you know it's only God. It's only God that did that. There is no other way possible. I see more and more of those every single day. And I feel you can see the same every single day if you follow those four steps. Those four steps. The first one I think we know. Because if you've accepted Christ, you know that one. I know. Okay? I know He's my Lord and Savior. Okay? Got that. I know that part. Step two know what is fact. Truth. Put it in your heart. Put it in your mind. Yes. Yes. Say it over and over if you have to. Yes. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. He's my power. He strengthens me. He takes care of me. He walks me through valleys. He brings me to mountaintops. He blesses me. He blesses others through me. He's in control of all of it. Every single piece of it. Know that as truth. Reckon that. Then yield to it. Yield to that still, small voice that's in your heart and in your mind. You ignore it. I ignore it. Something I'm supposed to do today. Nah, nah, I got something better to do. How could that be positive? Why do I need to do that? Because I need to yield to that. Then I need to obey it, walk in it. Okay? You had me do this today. Okay, yep, I need to do that. I need to obey that. Okay? So. Whether I'm nervous about it, I don't want to do it, I'm scared, what would the end result be? I don't know, why why do you want me to do that? Just obey. Just obey it. How he works and how he works that through, that's up to him. The part we have to do is to be that temple, to be that person, to be that tool in the toolbox, Obey. And when you start to do that stuff, you're filled with a joy that only God can give. It isn't affected by weather, it isn't affected by relationships, it isn't affected by the money in your pocket. It's a barometer, dare I say, of how close you're walking with Christ. Are you joy filled today? Or are you filled with earthly junk? I know the difference. I feel the difference when I'm following close. Know, accept, yield, then obey the Holy Spirit leading the way, not on our own power, on Christ's power in us, That's what I got other than 1 Thessalonians 5.16. This is the part that we need to do every single day. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the Spirit Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Get in the Bible. Hold fast with what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. So, how do we know all that stuff? How do we walk in that stuff? It's a God given gift He gave us called the Bible. It's amazing what's in there. It's amazing the knowledge, the information the ability to walk that's in there. Get in it every day. I do my best to get into it every single morning, whether it's a devotion or a word or a verse or a chapter. I actually ask Christ to lead me where he wants me to go today, tomorrow, and every day that part has changed my life and i know it can change yours the same because that resurrection power is in us as soon as we accept christ so in closing i would like to pray over everybody dear lord if they don't fully understand your resurrection power. Please help them to understand it, to yield to it, to obey it, so that you can show them how powerful you truly are. The all-powerful, mighty God that you are. If we allow you in our life and we surrender to you, The obey part is so much easier. I pray that the Holy Spirit fills everyone even more so so they can go out throughout the week and share the joy that they have to share you with someone else, whether it be a family member, a stranger on the street, or anyone they come in contact with. Thank you for all you've done in my life. In your name I pray, Jesus. Amen.